What's up? What man? up, man? What's How you doing, on? brother? Dude, oh, yo, no, same old, same old, man. Yeah. Excited, excited, excited. I That's feel good. like hammered assholes, but I'm good. Oh yeah, why? What's going on? Is it work? Or are you I, sick? I my allergies, man. It's just I woke up this morning. This whole side of my face was congested. Yeah. This wasn't. So I just yeah. feel. I hear some high-grade. I hear some high-grade cocaine will fix that right up. Do you have any? Because no, I'm just through. saying. Oh, I yeah. have heard. Oh, and yeah. How'd you hear Carolina? I, you know, I feel like you're asking a lot of questions. <laughs> you so live in the Carolinas. Don't be like, don't be like those people in the military. Like, like I don't even know where you could get methamphetamine. <laughs> you're asking the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, you're asking the total wrong. People. Don't ask the wardrobe. Ask the E4 mafia. <laughs> That's right. The E4. <laughs> So, dude, we got a pretty good show um, for today. We do. Our day are Justin and Kim. Justin is the president of the Student Veterans Association at Old Dominion University. Kim is faculty advisor. So they're going to be in here in just a little bit to tell you about what they've been doing to help increase the veterans' presence and help take care of us for school. And we're going to talk about how the semesters have shifted with the virus for the summer and the fall. So there's going to be a lot of really good information. Nice. Before we get into the fun stuff, let's go to the stuff that's going to get us kicked off the air, like the meme of the day. Oh, the meme of the day. Dude, I got to give it to you. This one I do. is, is <laughs> high quality. I'll tell you what. It's other than you, I almost exclusively associate with terrible people just so that I have good quality content for these shows. Yeah, this is um, actually... The one I sent you the other day is I want to show this after too. It's uh, the the We the People. Oh, that's one. yeah. Those are always good. Yeah. There's never been a bad one. All right, so here's 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 the meme meme of the day. So horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 I love what I love is the getting killed by the Clintons is fourth down. Yeah. In between accidents and cops. <laughs> like what the fuck? But the best is the COVID-19. The guy's taking it the bottom. He's taking it's he's taking it to the face. It looks like he's eating a bag of dicks. <laughs> That's what it looks oh, like. Oh man. Heart disease, cancer, accidents, getting killed by the Clintons. That's my favorite one, hands down. Cops, diabetes, the flu, Carol fucking Baskins. Carol for the bitch, Carol fucking Baskin. You know she did it, dude. Oh yeah, absolutely. Have oh, you seen? The new, also, have you seen that new episode? They I haven't watched it. I, yet. No, I haven't I'm even almost, watched. I'm it. almost scared to. I'm almost scared to because I feel like the I ones I like, watched were enough, and that I felt dirty afterwards. You know shows like if you watch it, it doesn't matter anymore. You will always watch whatever garbage they produce. You will be okay with Bird Box being – or the woman from Bird Box instead of it being – you know, I can't even remember her name. I have a TBI moment. But, you know, you get it. Yeah. So, so throw up the one that you sent me the other day. Oh, this one's good, dude. This is this is one of my favorites. Put it on your face, miss. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> we we have, had had have had enough. So I want to – Hold um, the fuck up. I forgot. I forgot to tell you something. Oh, okay, send it, bro. Um, Glenn Marshall messaged me, dude. Glenn Marshall, the one who thinks that all service members who die of COVID-related injuries should get a Purple Heart. Yeah. So I'm gonna read 
Hmm. You. <laughs> his message. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. So I get this these messages from him. Oh, multiple? Multiple. Ready? At 2.21 in the morning. Bro, go to bed. So he sends me a picture of a chick in a hot tub. She go like then, a chick? No, she's ugly as shit. Um, then a okay. thumbs up, and then he goes, will you talk to me now? That's creepy. Yeah, also, you reached out to him and said, hey, come on our show, like, as a guest. Yeah, then I put, dude, too damn early, man. It's 2.30 yeah. in the fucking morning. That's a little so, weird. And then he goes, in around... In around it, the midwatch later. Something ain't right there, man. So, Glenn Marshall, I, I, I'm going to make this yeah. official. <clears throat> this is the third week in a row that I'm nominating you for the weekly eat a bag of dicks person. Oh, yeah. I, Hands I down. Even, Glenn now, Marshall can eat now, a bag of dicks. Without, without talking to you, you have confirmed that you are a psychopath. And I don't oh, want to yeah. hear shit you have to say. I have not seen Glenn Marshall in person, but I imagine he could suck start a Harley. Oh, he could yeah, he could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. He Garrett. could definitely suck the crowbar off a tailpipe. Oh, that's without yeah. <laughs> this is fun. Who could suck what? <laughs> Wait, that didn't sound right. Um You know what I meant. <laughs> I know what you meant. I got you. So check this out, man. You remember a couple days ago I mentioned that uh Kim Jong-un was in the hospital? Yes. So now I'm seeing they're not only seeing the hospital. <laughs> Never heard that before. So I've not only heard that he's in the hospital. I've also heard that he's a fucking vegetable. But I've also heard that Wait, there is but- nothing wrong, and the supreme leader is fine and back in his home. I don't know why it's so horrible to laugh. At- <laughs> I, uh, I, I think my favorite one is I've seen photos of his sister with Hillary Clinton's face over top of it. And it's like still not a president. Wow. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. That's- I've also heard talk about the president. I allegedly and I, I should. You know, Glenn Marshall's watching. He just liked the show. Ah, oh, man. What's up, Glenn? And you were a real fucking surprise in about 45 seconds. <laughs> Asset. Apparently, if you go to, you know, if you go to like, you go to a website and you type in the address wrong. It tells you what you're looking for. doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just checked it to confirm. Somebody said this to me. If you go to donaldtrump.com forward slash to bullshit, it says, oops, this is awkward. You're looking for something that doesn't exist and has a photo of Hillary Clinton behind the podium of the president of the United States. No, I shit you not Billy. I'm looking at it right. The fuck now. Okay. Share that dude. Well, you know, I don't know how that, Oh, yes, I do. Hold on. You're so... Application. I hate your ah, face. shut up. Here we go. I, I threw it in there. Pull it up, pull it up, pull it up. <laughs> pull it up, pull it up, pull it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the ultimate... I fucking love it. Somebody sat down there and was like, Hey, Jim, <laughs> look what I did. Oh, man, he's going to love that. Wow. Is that I, not the greatest thing you think? 
Dude, that takes balls, dude. Oh yeah. That's uh that's somebody who was like, nah, fuck it. What's the worst that happens? He laughs and promotes. What's the worst that could happen? Secret Service shows up, wants to know what else I got under yeah. up. <laughs> we heard you had information on Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, dude? I can't wait. Speaking of that, I got some I picked some interesting cards from our pod decks. So for people that don't know, me and Hugh are um, one of the first ambassadors of <laughs> pod decks. You and I. Uh, me and Hugh. Um, uh, I, I, I like to speak incorrectly. So every show, we're going to pick. So at the end of Thursday's show, we picked two topics for today's show. Right. Okay. So if you didn't hear us on Thursday, the two topics for today's show are why I quit blank and share a money-saving tip. And we got two guests that are going to come in, and they're going to play this game with us. But I picked two from while we were in the green room mm-hmm. from each of our, our decks. These are for tonight? These are for tonight. Okay. And um, where is it? I don't know. You tell me. I'm looking, man. The whiskey's getting to me. Okay, here we go. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, I'm going to read this one. One of the questions today, this is uh, this is from the, the interview deck. Okay. If you could look through one person's email without them knowing, whose email would you look through? <laughs> I think we're all and gonna you have can't to- say Hillary Clinton because obviously I'm just we saying. all want to know. I think that's an answer for all of us to give. Oh, yeah. So we're just going to head check that box. And at least one of our answers is Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. I just want to know. I just want to know. I just want to know. I'm talking about things that we want to know. <clears throat> you remember? I'm sure it happens still. I podcast. People ask you. They're like, you know, what if you could have an answer to one question, what would it be? I just want to know if OJ did it. I want to know. Wait, didn't he? I want to know. Didn't he he borderline admit it? I think he wrote a book called If I Did It. I just want to know irrefutably, without question, if he did it. I don't want to know. I I don't want to wonder. On his deathbed. Well, if you watch Dave Chappelle's stand ups. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Where he's talking about how he met OJ. And then at the end, he goes, You all know. He killed that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He killed her. I just want to know, man. I just want to be. I just wanted to be like, yeah, I killed him. The best was yeah. when Dave Chappelle was talking about that, and he said he met Nicole Brown Simpson. The whole crowd was like, "He goes, yeah, I met the the late and uh, he, no, he he didn't say that. He said, I met Nicole Brown Simpson before she got all stabbed up, and everyone was like, oh, <laughs> like, like what? What? It's it's not, yeah, he quit too it's soon. Twenty something years alert. later. Yeah, it's not a spoiler alert. We all know what happened. <laughs> we all know what happened. OJ killed that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So let's go ahead and bring in our guests. Uh, like I said, Justin is the Student Veterans Association president at Old Dominion University. And Kim Bullington is the advisor of the ODU Student Veterans Association. Kim, Justin, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. Justin has to unmute his microphone. Well, he'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. There we go. He was on ah. submarines. We got to cut him some slack. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not normally sober, so. So, anyway. Kim, Kim and Justin, thank you for joining us today. We truly appreciate you taking the time out to be on uh, Liberty Risk with us. How are you guys doing? Great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Staying hydrated. You guys, uh, <laughs> you guys enjoy enjoying the quarantine as much as the rest of the world. 
Uh, I think no. I enjoy it more than anybody. I'm like a total introvert. I don't need to be around people. I so don't. You're, need one, to of the, be you're one of those people that you're like, welcome to my world, guys. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like a fake extrovert in situations like this, but mm-hmm. really, I would just be happy doing this all the time. Nice. Yeah, I'm the exact and, uh, opposite. I'm I'm literally like extremely extroverted, and all I have to do is all I have to talk to you is my wife, and it's <laughs> well. Damn, I love her. you've been married long damn enough. Damn you can love her. Loving is one thing, but at one point or another, you've ran out of shit yeah, to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. Can't talk about how we're gonna rearrange the fucking kitchen. How many times? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And has your alcohol consumption gone up or your carbohydrate consumption? If you had to pick one, alcohol. More, uh, okay. Carbs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Both. <sighs> little call of A, little call of B. Yeah, little call of A, little call of B. So, Justin and Kim, before we before we get talking about what what it is we actually asked you here for, uh, we want to give you guys the opportunity to be the first people to <clears throat> play pod decks with us based on the cards we drew from last week. So, Billy, you have the two with you. Boom. All right. Do-do-do-do-do. Go ahead, Billy. Okay. So, two questions from last week are. Why I quit what and share a money-saving tip. So let's start with why I quit what and why. Wait, is it it's why I quit what? Why yeah. I quit what and why you – oh, God. P- put it down, Hugh. What, you can only pour one at a time. <laughs> Maybe an amateur. <laughs> Kim, why don't you start? What is something that you quit and why? Sure. Um, it wasn't until a couple of years ago, about three years back – I was like killing myself by doing too much. So at one point I was a full-time doctoral student. I was doing, writing my dissertation. I had a two-year-old, I was teaching three classes. I was an advisor for a fraternity and a sorority and I was just dying. I was not getting any sleep at night. So I was driving down the road and a Kiss song comes on and I'm like, it ain't a crime to be good to myself. It ain't a crime. Yeah. <laughs> I love so it. So look it up. The song by Kiss saved my life, and it really That's changed my mantra. So I started dialing back a lot, and then I was able to put more energy into the things that were really, really important to me. That's really cool. But I've also never ever felt so inadequate until right now, realizing what other people can do and how much time and effort I'm wasting on literally nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was not fun. It was not a fun no. time in my life. No, over and how much? Did you, you put half of the stuff out? Two thirds of the stuff? Um, probably like a third of it. I still am very involved in a lot of things, and well, considering what it was that you were doing. I'm sorry. Considering what, it, considering what it was you were doing, a third yeah. is a, is a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hours yeah. back. Yeah. Justin, what about you, man? Hmm. <laughs> I love. I love. Justin's over here like Papa raised a winner, not a quitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to give this. Um, I want to give this answer, but I guess like so. Uh, being the president of a, a, a very large chapter um, on campus, like you tend to get like a little bit of uh, like a too much of a care factor going on. Like you're just like you just want everything to go perfect continuously and perfect, and basically just want people to give a fuck. Um, about what you're preaching over and over again and then and then I like I listened to uh uh I can't remember the guy's name I think he's like the president at Paramount 
uh, Paramount like pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said that assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. So it's like, I just quit assuming people would care. And I just did what I basically, I just show up. I'm just going to do what I do. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Um, and I don't really want to be around you anyway. So, uh, Good deal. yeah. And plus that, <clears throat> that quote was pretty dope. So, uh, anytime I hear the <laughs> so word, every, every time I hear the word, well, I assume that, Oh, we just do this. Well, well, assumptions the mother of all fuck ups. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty good. What that's about you? Who? What What have you quit? Um, you I quit? am I am slowly cutting out uh, sugars. It's not a secret that I love rum and coke. So I started doing some research. No, you um, show everyone your fucking glass again. Actually, it's a it's a Stein, I believe. It's a Litri. What's it made much. out of? What's it made out of? God's tears. <laughs> <laughs> the tears of Iraqis. <laughs> so I, tears of dead men. So I, um, I drink, I drink a lot of rum, and I try to coke so I can go throughout the day. And so I went from coke to Coke Zero because uh, Diet Coke is for people who want to get cancer. And I'm switching from dark wow. rum to light rum. I know wow. I was there when I said it. So I went from dark rum to light rum because dark rum, I guess they add more sugars to get the sweeter flavor. So. It's not so much because I'm worried about my girlish figure as much as it is the longevity of my life. So that's, well, that's good. It's kind of like the same with thing I did. I, I was smoking almost a pack and a half a day of standard issue. Standard issue. Yeah, no. Uh, I was smoking camel wides at one point and it was just like I would sit outside. Like I'd go sit on the, the front steps of the house and smoke like four or five cigarettes at once, like chain smoke them. Yeah. And then when uh, I had kids, and they wanted to, you know, run around and play and do stuff. <laughs> I, I took six steps and was like, <gasps> oh, I'm dying. What's happening? Take me. Jesus, take the wheel. And take me now. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. It was bad, dude. I was smoking so much. But I started smoking at 14 because I worked in the restaurant industry. Jersey, right? Yeah. No, in New York, in Jersey. Get That's the hell what out I said. of here. No. I'm not no Jersey. Just to make it clear, anyone from Jersey has to understand that that is New York's trash dump. That's where we put all our garbage. That's why if you ever go down the Jersey Turnpike and you start to get close to New York, my daughters will literally contest to this. My daughter flat out said, "Daddy, I know New York's close because it's starting to smell really bad." Because <laughs> literally, it's like the last stretch of the Jersey Turnpike is just like tr- land landfills all from New York. It's so horrible. Nice. But yeah, yeah no, good, I, quit smoking, I, quit, I quit smoking, dude. I had to. I had to. Good for you, man. So, Kim and Justin, in the beginning, went up to Washington, D.C., correct? Yes. And you guys were, were you advocating for something that was already in motion, or were you raising uh, questions that needed to be answered? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. yeah yeah basically that's the correct answer um so the old dominion chapter is just a very small chapter we're top five of the nation fun fact but uh we're there's over 1500 chapters nationwide um oh, wow. for, for student veterans of america and um the uh so they have like their national you know level like goals and things that they want to do on the legislative side and so we being top five in the nation we were invited to come up and uh basically sit go one-on-one with senators uh governors other legislative people um 
some of those committees. committees yeah, uh, we met with General Casey. Um, nice. Wow. The, uh, um, and just a, a bunch of different people of like a plethora of things that deals with student veterans, basically life on campus. Um, one of the biggest one is just expansion to the GI Bill, um, trying to, uh, you know, the forever GI Bill, which was just, you know, passed uh, the last couple of years, does a lot yeah. of great things. But like, if you're a, like, as most of us are, if you're married with kids, it doesn't cover everything you need. It doesn't give you, uh, not you know, at all. Yeah, it doesn't. And it just gives you because your your housing allowance is E five with kids. Yeah, across the board. Right? Across the board. Right. So if you yeah. live in a place that has a higher AH, you're kind of getting screwed there and having to come up with some extra money. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. the it was advocating for better housing, better. Um, just more expanded GI Bill rights. Uh, one of the big things is um, there's still a clause on there that if you don't use it and you weren't in for, let's say, more than 10 years uh, yeah. in the military, you, you can't transfer it to your kids. But but you do like a four-year career. Uh, just you're, you're, You do your job, yeah. you do four years, you get out, you have this GI Bill, but you don't use it, right? Let's say you go in a contractor or something like that. You right. can't transfer it to anybody. Because hmm. you didn't, you didn't, you didn't hit serve. the minimum service yeah, requirement. Exactly, but it's like, but you earn this, you earn this, you know, this thing. Why can't I give it to my child, you know, for my sacrifice? And so okay. that was one of the, that was one of the many things that we were advocating for. Uh, Ken, if you want to talk about some other ones, so I'm not. Yeah, speaking of children, uh, one of the things that we were advocating for was trying to figure out ways for child care. Old Dominion University has done something with their child care program, which is great. And they give a stipend to veterans and military affiliated people using the GI Bill that okay. takes away this huge chunk of money that you have to spend money for child care. Yeah. However, the yeah. child care is only open from eight to six or whatever. So what do students do after six? Or if you have no, a seven o'clock class or a weekend lecture. Exactly. So that's one of the things we brought up. We also brought up the fact that although there is a book stipend and they will pay for required books, they don't pay for required other things like um, lab coats. While lab coats are not like a huge expense, it's still an expense that's coming out of your educational stipend that you're getting. Right. If we're talking about four years study or 36 months of study, if you're in uh, some of these fields that require extra books, if it require your extra um, credits, my, extra credits um, my Arabic class has a CD. I had to go buy a disc reader. Exactly. I, you know, a lot yeah, of laptop stuff. Don't I, come with those anymore. Yeah, because kids are, you know, the student. I shouldn't say kids. Students are going to go get three or four hundred dollar laptops. They don't have disc readers anymore. Uh, you know, lab coats, pencils, notebooks, um, all, binders. All yeah, and then, oh, and then teachers have their own requirements. Like, well, I want your work yeah. organized in this way, and so on and so forth. That's probably money you didn't expect to have to spend. Exactly. And if you think about it, what the GI Bill is doing for you is it's providing the income for you so that you don't have to do the extra work. Sure, you don't have sure. to take a job unless you want to. Now, it also comes with really great benefits like the VA work-study program where you get $7.25 an hour that's tax-free. You're doing something in your field within the university that's military-related. So you're, you're getting a benefit like that that a lot of people don't take advantage of. Um, 
So there are a lot of good things and a lot of great things with the GI Bill, but there's some pretty shitty things that still need to be fixed. A lot of areas to work on, it sounds like. Take care of. So tell me about – so all right, so summer is about to start in about four weeks, five weeks. So I know I had one class that was moved from – Jesus, I'm going to get it together. <laughs> I know that I had a class that was moved from in-class to online. Tell us how – the bits are going to be changed for classes in that predicament versus a student who enrolled fully online. Um, Ken, you want to take that one and then I can cover like GI Bill. Sure. Um, One of the things that people don't realize is the the focus has really been on what the students have gone through. They're not necessarily focused on what the faculty had to do to scramble. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're in the green room talking earlier, you know, you mentioned your Arabic class and how your professor was trying to figure out how to really be effective at the teaching method that she, I think, was using. Yes. And, and so that's something that really needs to be paid attention for too, because people who never plan to teach online are now teaching online. And that has a huge effect on how a course is going to be delivered. I mm-hmm. teach completely differently when I'm in front of people than when I'm teaching in front of a computer because I can sometimes not see what your faces and your facial reactions are. Sure. I don't, I can't tell if you're paying attention. Um, I don't, I can't tell if you care. I can't tell if you're looking at your phone or whatnot. So there's these considerations that we need to think about, but moving to fully online for summer, I think is going to, it's a smart move to do for the university because we don't know what's going to happen. We, our idea is to keep everybody as safe as possible. And yeah. that's the only way that we can do it for the university at this point. And I think the university's reaction was pretty quick. You guys found out when we found out. Right. So, it sounds like it sounds like they're taking a safer bet because there are place, places that are worried about a second wave and the university correct. is just deciding, you know, we're going to get ahead of the curve just to be safe. Yeah. Now, and um, one of the things that they are still considering is what we're going to do for fall. Are we going to be okay. online for fall also? Or is, is there going to be limited classrooms? If we're in a classroom that only seats 25 people, how are we going to make sure that those 25 people are not spreading disease to each other? Right. Yeah. Right. We're so, watching all these videos of people touching everything with gloves and masks. When, if you want to really, really, really commit, you touch a cart, you want to go grab an apple, swap that glove real quick, throw that glove out, put a new glove on, go back to touching your cart. Yeah. It's just and not feasible. No, you can do, there's no, not many that many gloves in the world right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't even find fucking toilet paper. <laughs> I had to, I had to wake up at seven to go to CVS. And I never I, I never thought in my life I would like go to like multiple stores. When I man, when I moved into this house about a year ago, I bought uh, like a forty eight mega roll, and I only recently had to go buy more out of fear. That I was gonna run out. I had the one role for a year. I'm mostly because I use this, the the campus for everything important. But I had to wake up early and go get toilet paper. I was like, this is ridiculous. So Kim, we had a question from one of our our viewers. It said, uh, Kim, will this apply to all the SVA or will it differ differ from the chapters for the fall? What is this, Taylor? Yeah. So, so just so Taylor you know, our, school our, at a yeah, right, our comment. Our comments are, are 20 seconds behind because of the okay. software. So so Taylor goes to school in Tampa, Florida. So she's wondering if so if Old Dominion says in June or July we're going to stay all online. And because of this, let's say Old Dominion decides we're, 
uh, we're still going to grant you f- full um, housing and tuition because you registered on for in class at what we've you know said you need to, but we switched it online. If her university down in Tampa is going to do the same thing, or is it going to be a university specific policy? Yeah, it's is definitely going to differentiate between each uni- different universities. It's very different um, per university because each university has different needs. Each university students have different needs. Um, I know that there's a website right now through the, I think it's through the Chronicle of Higher Education, which is tracking which universities are going to go, have made the decision to go online or stay in person for the fall semester, which I've been kind of looking for and Old Dominion University has not put in that decision yet, but that might be something. the online requirements for fall, if you mean for the post 9-11 GI Bill or the GI Bill, that is um, something that we were going to talk about, too, because the Student Veterans of America has lobbied so that they can create the ability for you guys to get this, the housing stipend without having that one course where your butt has to be in a seat, right? Yeah, that was, you know, when I, when I was going to school, I was going to school here in, in North Carolina, and um, I wound up going... I had what was really hard was for the classes I had to take one of them within the area study this for two semesters in a row was only offered from six to 10 at night on a Tuesday night. And the other ones that I needed to take were all online. So I had to sacrifice and to get the housing pay because I'm a single father. Mm -hmm. So I was that money was, Losing that money would have been huge. A well, it's a big, it's a it's a massive difference. I I couldn't believe the first time I had to do all online versus well for, uh, he, for where I'm the at, minimum amount is a month. It was eighteen ten a month that I would have right. lost. Wow. Yeah, so to lose that, so I had to figure out ways. And what happened was I wound up using all of that for you know for babysitter a month anyway, just to get to this <laughs> class. That's what it felt like. So it's like yeah. Yeah, they got they, they got to do better with this stuff for the veterans because it's it's a culture shock, especially for someone like me. I retired, so you know, okay. I joined when I was eighteen years old. It was, you know, I had I worked, you know, from when I was fourteen till I was eighteen. So, I I was out there in the workforce, but not in the capacity of a career job. Mm. So to get get out of the military after that time, you know, after I retired, and go. Oh wow. I really didn't realize how much of my pay was made up from housing. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. it's it's a culture shock. It's really a culture shock. So yeah, it's gotta it's gotta get better. They gotta fix fix something. I think what's really weird for me is when I was going to college in Florida, I took hybrid courses. So I might I might have had to go to school one day a week for an hour and a half per mm-hmm. class. And then the rest was online and the VA considered that full time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was and good. That, yeah, yeah, it was good enough. And now I come to Old Dominion, which um, you know, is a very different experience because the hybrid courses are definitely geared towards people who are working. Oh, and yeah. now they're like, oh hey, uh Old Dominion yeah. and the VA, they're tr- we're trying to figure out are you gonna get your full housing allowance in the fall if we switch your classes from in person to online or if we do half exposure time and then online will will a lot a lot of things to work out it seems well that's why it's so important to have a national headquarters with the student veterans of america because what they do is they lobby for us and um when they originally passed the legislation that allowed veterans and people using the gi bill to do fully online without the penalty 
um, that was great. But then when they realized that summer classes was going to be in the same situation, they lobbied to have that date moved back so it would um, affect the summer classes as well. So if this happens during the fall, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to have the same discussion. Yeah, it's, um, that's what I was going to talk about. It's the, uh, the House Bill 6322. It's the Student Veteran Coronavirus Response Act um, of 2020. And basically, it's our national chapter and therefore our, us um, response um, to, you know, the ongoing outbreak or epidemic, whatever you want to call it. So basically what it's done is it's guaranteed, you know, no matter whether you're no, no matter how long you're in online classes, at least through the summer semesters, you're going to get your housing allowance. And that also includes that you're going to be able to still benefit from your work study uh, from your work study paycheck as well. Because a lot of um, people that took advantage of the federal work study, um, you know, they needed that money. They needed what I mean, it went it goes off of state um, uh, minimum wage. And for us, it's 725, which is you know terrible. But, you know, they still utilize that money, you know, to help supplement, you know, their income. And that also will not go away either. So if you were already in a work study position that was already established, that's not going to go away. You're still going to get your paycheck. You're still going to be able to log your hours. Um, the way that you do that based on your office and how they have, you know, gone to teleworking is, you know, completely on, on that. You know, it's all dependent on that, those particular offices. But right. still, you're, you still have the, the ability to still do your work study still, uh, and still get that paycheck. Um, and that's that tax-free paycheck also. So. Nice. Well, let me ask you, if uh, if students applied for grants or scholarships, if the school decides to go f- to fully online, is that going to affect any of the scholarships or grant money that might be coming into various departments for veteran, well, for veteran students? When you're doing grants and scholarships, you have to be very careful. Um, there's one thing that I want to mention before I talk about that, and that's moving from a military salary to a student salary. A lot of people forget that when you do that, you're going to lose tens of thousands of dollars per year, right? So much. And, I would say about half. Yeah. And one no, of the things that you can no, do. For you, Billy, for you, Billy, maybe more, but we're talking about people that did four to six years. Cause I remember my first yeah. deployment. Well, three it, depends, years. it depends on where you get out from. Like I got out from Connecticut and my housing pay was almost $3,000 a month. So I wound up losing okay. 52,000 yes. a year. Yes. Yeah. And I, I deployed, I deployed with some guys from the North slope of Alaska, whose housing was more than my entire paycheck. You're exactly. right. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, you're right. You're going to lose tens of thousands a year. Mm-hmm. So my point is that, People forget that they can fill out the FAFSA and they can do something with the financial aid office that says, hey, my income has been cut severely. Please consider my current income versus my last year's income. So that's one thing I wanted to bring up that's really important. And then with the grants and scholarships, sometimes those will bite you in the ass because what the university will do is look at how much it's going to cost you to be at the school for whatever that is. Let's say it's $20,000 a year. Yep. And let's say you get $25,000 in grants and scholarships. Depending on how that money comes to you, they can take away any aid or grant money that you get from something else. Interesting. Because you only need $20,000. So they can hold that extra grant money against you. Yeah. And even though you might be coming off active duty in which you needed that 20 to 25,000 exactly. as an example. Exactly. So yep. what oh. you should do when you're looking for grants and scholarships 
or is to look for the ones that will pay you directly and not go through the school. Yep. That's what I had to do. I had to make I did sure. I know that. Yeah. I had to make sure it all came back to me as a refund from the school when it processed. Yeah. See, I've had that happen. I had that happen last semester, but I've heard, I've heard that about athletes that get mm-hmm. X amount of money and then they get grants that the, the school will deduct. I did not realize though, that that counted for, okay. That's That's and good information. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of stuff that you have to be careful about that you don't think about. You know, oh my gosh, I got all this scholarship money out and then all this grant money, and I don't have to pay for school at all. And then all of a sudden, you're losing a couple thousand dollars because it's over the cost of the school. Yeah, and you really need to speak to your veterans office for whatever university you're going through and make sure that you get with them and they understand and you understand and and really stay on top of all that. It's not just something where it's a one and done because I right. think a lot of the military members that get out, the veterans, they make this mistake where like in the service, everything's taken care of for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you got to mm-hmm. check up on stuff and do things here and there. But when you become a civilian, it's you and that's it. And you need to stay on top of this stuff and crunch those numbers and make sure you're getting what you're supposed to get and stay on top of these people. So Justin, yeah, I got a question for you. Sorry, unregimented to you're going from regimented to unregimented. Yes, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You did four to six years where somebody else took care of most of your paperwork, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're like a file cabinet cost. How much money? Mm-hmm. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, Justin, I got a question for you, man. Uh, so the university, let's say the university makes its decision in June, whether it's we're going to go online, we're going to do half online, or what have you. Um, is the SVA uh, going to be open at any time in the fall for computers, for services, the, the, the lounge area and our, and the advising and the offices? Are you, are you guys having an online um, operating hours? You know, how's, how's this going to work for people who have, who have questions or need resources? So um, regarding uh, like anything like ODU paperwork related – um, you have to go through your military connection center. Um, uh, something similar to that is like uh, at a different college could be called a veteran service office or veteran resource office. Right. They, they you know, the naming always changes. Uh, the military connection center, which you can access, you just Google it and get the um, and get access to that. They're do, conducting telework right now, um, so they're still having normal operating hours of eight to five. Um, nice. They, um, and those, a lot of those workers are happen to also be um, VA work study workers, uh, but they do have oh, cool. full time um, faculty and uh, full time staff members there that mm. do do that job, and they'll continue that. They're, they're doing that for the summer. Um, they'll be conducting or um, online orientations for the summer. So, oh wow, the the plan is if hopefully it doesn't have to happen, but if it goes to the fall, I would assume. And I'm not going to assume because assumptions is the mother of all fuck ups. But um, I would, I would, uh, I would guess. Peppered in. Um, I would, yeah, I would uh, uh, guess that it would be business as usual, um, like it has been. Um, okay. Now, regarding the the lounge and all of the spaces, that's something that uh, on campus we advocated for immediately was to have those spaces become available, mm-hmm. um, and. The, basically, the response that we got was the campus is closed to non-essential personnel as long as the governor's order is in place. So it really will depend on how that looks in the fall. So <clears throat> say we do go online in the fall. Um, if there's no real governor order and there's like a six-foot stay-at-order, like a six-foot like um, um, 
distancing distancing thing. Um, we have been talking to administration about you know having all of those spaces available, and then us trying to figure out how we're going to coordinate all of that stuff. Sure. Um, but I will tell you this though that if it can be open, it will be open. Um, okay. That's hundred um, percent. It just really, awesome. that's good to know. That's really it, good. To know. It just depends um, on the governor and what he what he decides. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really is up to the uh, Old Dominion. Um, you know, the university said that the campus is going to be closed um, due to this pandemic, and we'll let you know when it reopens. So, um, if they lax, if they like I say relax on those, then um, you can expect best, to come back. You can best damn believe that we will be at least in the ears of the administration to allow those resources. Cause that was one of the, actually the immediate questions is like, Hey, can I access all this stuff? Cause not right. everyone has an access to a well-functioning computer. Not everyone has access to a quiet space or right. a printer or whatever, you know, any, you know, you name it, uh, name the resource. Um, so yeah, so that the plan is if we can have it open, we'll have it open and we'll make sure that, um, whether it's uh, the MCC staff, or Military Connection Center, or mm-hmm. the SVA's uh, SVA via volunteers and our executive board, um, we'll make sure it's ran um, the way it would normally be ran. Good deal. Well, that's Kim, awesome. Kim, I have one more question for you. Would you say um, that your – do you feel that you've had more traffic regarding communication with students since the shutdown it's hard to say because one of my real jobs is running an online program. So I have a lot of online communication with students. I would say that it's different communication. A lot of the time, everything starts with hope you're staying healthy, right? <laughs> you're like, get to the good stuff. Come on. Exactly. Exactly what you want. And so, so I can get done, right? But, what do you do for me? Like- exactly. But I think I am as busy as I was when I was on campus, just differently. So I don't know if you guys different can see Different types of emails, I different types of questions. I had to go in and steal. You know, I actually got permission tactically to have acquired. Tactically acquired, correct. <laughs> that was behind me. But, you know, I had to get permission to go into the building. I had to get permission to get the printer. This is just so that I can work more effectively. Right. But the yeah. working is different. I'm go- I've gone from two monitors to a small laptop screen. So um, yeah. that affects my productivity for example so um for me it hasn't been as noticeable communication wise because most of my communication was online anyways but i think for a lot of people they've had to make several different kinds of adjustments that they weren't ready for right yeah this pandemic's has completely thrown a monkey wrench into so many things it's going to be really like we've been saying really really interesting to see you know, like as you're talking, like the fall, the fall could still be like it is now. They can mm-hmm. be like, yeah, we're going to be safe. Yeah, we're going we to do we we're gonna what's going to happen. And I think that's what the scariest part of all this is, is the unknown of yeah. where, where it's going and trying to mitigate and do the best we can with that. You know, simple things like you getting your printer, not having two monitors. I, I used to work with two monitors and switching to a 13 inch laptop. I was like. It almost it gave me anxiety because I, I wasn't able to get done what I needed to get done because I couldn't right. shift the screen to screen and open up more. It changes how you decide to prioritize things in the manner in which you're going to work. Yeah, you have, to adapt. you have to completely adapt. 
Well, Kim and Justin, we really appreciate you guys coming on tonight. I cannot thank you enough. Um, yes, you guys I, are awesome. It, it was great. Me. I'm sure you didn't have to put in a lot of effort. I'm sure Justin's not wearing pants, and that was, I'm sure that was nice. I'm to actually have wearing pants. pants. I'm wearing You're pants. not wearing pants. <laughs> not wearing my thong, but I'm wearing pants. Oh, <laughs> you put it on backwards last time you told us. That was a. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank so, you both I, very much for for coming in. Uh, we we're gonna post this to the Liberty Risk podcast page and our personal pages. Uh, you guys are please feel free to share this as well. Billy yeah. and I have said it a couple times before. We're working on cutting out content and posting content videos. So we're going to work on cutting out the section for just you guys yeah. um, so that the students who have questions about what we talked about tonight will be able to get their answers without having to hear my drunken stupor and Billy being, oh, Jesus, we need a lawyer. And so, um, having minor heart attacks on the legal side. <laughs> but also, just so you know, I, a, after the, after we – um, finish going live every time I post this to 40 different Facebook veterans groups. So this information is going to get out there and uh, hopefully some of them are at ODU that didn't know about this stuff and it helps them out and just veterans in general where now they, it, you know, these little resources might help. Definitely. So um, yeah. I just say one thing and I would oh, very oh. much, sorry, yeah, recommend no. that everybody follow the student veterans of America social media sites because you get a lot of information from them. They are really working to advocate for the needs of student veterans in a way that a lot of other veteran service organizations have not been as effective doing. So yeah, and, we're, um, and with social media, we're on, um, all, you, all you have to do is just Google it. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're even on LinkedIn. Uh, just Google hashtag ODUSVA and you'll find us on any of those platforms. And another thing is uh, look, go to our national chapters website at studentveterans.org. Um, you can do studentveterans.org backslash resources. It'll take you directly to the resource page and, oh, they very post, cool. and, and they'll post on that. Also, I recommend following them um, on Facebook because even though we have a great, like um, because we are, are one of the, the, the top chapters, uh, we have a great working relationship. I have a lot of their uh, uh, their staff members in my phone, and I, I can text them at any time. But That's we all- get we get most of our up we get mo- our, we get most of our information the quickest off their Facebook page and off their Instagram. So, I, Student Veterans of America, follow them. They post things. I tr- I try and make my public affairs team post as much things as they do, um, and it's physically impossible. I mean, they're they're um, over there like I'm not putting on pants. Yeah, this. yeah, exactly. They, it's like in the past hour they probably posted three things, um, and guarantee probably one of thing one of them is relevant to you. So uh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so no, like, that's awesome. They got a good social media team then. Yeah, it's like sometimes I'm talking to their chief of staff, Will, and they're like, "Well, have you seen our recent post?" And I was like, "No, well, fuck me. All right, let me go." <laughs> you know, ask, yeah, find something out. But anyway, but yeah, definitely follow us on Facebook. Follow them on Facebook. Absolutely. Um, and then also, if you have like one-on-one questions that you, you know, uh, for like a more like you know, one one-on-one answer with, um, ODU Student Veteran at Gmail dot uh, at Gmail. That's our email. Um, I have it linked to my phone. I typically get to uh, responses within an hour. Um, so you can either hit us up on any of the social media accounts or send us, uh, an email and we'll, uh, we'll get you your answer. Yeah. We'll, make sure, we'll make sure when this video is posted that we put all that information, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, mm-hmm. the email, we'll make sure that that's included in the, in the post at the end of this too. 
yeah, just send, yeah. Just send us all the information to either Hugh or, uh, or myself. And um, we've had actually a couple of questions about that in comments. Uh, I posted one from Taylor. She wanted information for like the tax-free work study programs and stuff like that. So anything we've yeah. talked about tonight, send us all that information. We're going to make one big post. And like I said, I'm going to post it across 40 other veteran sites <laughs> on here. And also we're going to start doing it on Instagram, YouTube and all that stuff. And these are, it's going to be up there. So we're going to get this information out. That's our biggest thing. You know, that was one of the biggest things me and Hugh, not just to get on here and have it be an outlet for veterans to vent, talk about things that, you know, just interest them, but also to be a good informational resource for veterans that, you know, situations like this, you know, when we have pandemics, <laughs> you know, when, yeah. when the COVID-19 hits, what do we do? You know, but right. yeah. yeah. again, both of you, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you guys on. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we would love to have you back on once everything gets updated and you can update absolutely. us. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll be yeah. in touch. Thanks, Kim. We appreciate right. it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you you. Have, have a great night. Yeah. Bye. Right. Cheers. Dude, that was um thank you, Hugh. I gotta thank you, Hugh, for that. That uh not just because you go to uh, because you go to ODU, you were able to um get such uh Thanks, Tommy. I appreciate you. Love you mean it. A great um yeah, man. I mean, you know, yeah. we were talking about, you know, we want to get more people on. And honestly, I was a little nervous tonight before the show. I was like, this is like our first real interview. Like, no, know, good, up to this point, it was just a bunch of a-holes that we know. You know, this yeah, is we like, can't fuck off every time. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Yeah, I, 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 haven't, I haven't said it. I haven't said the F word. Oh, one out of seven, you know, we're, we're good there. Fucker, fuck shit pissed. Okay. I'm <laughs> fuck shit pissed, motherfucker. Cunt. <laughs> oh, feel better. <laughs> Pour <myself laughs> <laughs> well, so before before we do the money saving tip, I want I want to tell you real quick. I'm sure you noticed it. I'm sure you've been seeing it on social media. What white people what? complained so much, and I just assume it was white people because damn, <laughs> we're the, damn we're the worst ass honkies. We're the fucking worst. They uh, it is a huge can. True that. <laughs> um, th- they removed the Native American person from the Lando Lakes. Hold on, hold on. Who is they? Well, the company, you know, I don't know what they refer to themselves as. I don't know what they identify as. He's talking about the whites. He's talking about the whites. <laughs> People who make too much money said, ditch the Native American, keep the land. Anyway. So uh... they cut the Native American person off the Lando Lakes box, and people are losing their fucking mind about it. And I think you should replace her with Elizabeth Warren for a nice middle ground. Yeah. Dunking (laughs) her into a lake. Yeah. Well, she's 1096th Cherokee or something, allegedly, right? Dude, that was one of the most ridiculous things. I wound up with that. She's some dumb shit. But top 10 is Elizabeth Warren going, how, motherfucker? <laughs> when Trump talked about that, I just happened to watch that press that press release that day, dude. And I was laughing so hard. You ever laugh so hard you gasp because you have no air? Yeah, left you're like, I, I, oh, here's how I die. It's by laughing so hard. This I think guy it's right here. hilarious because I'm oh, sure – you remember, like, when they were trying to get the Redskins to change their name? They're like, oh, it's cultural appropriation. It's, it's really cultural- cool. Hold on. Before you say anything, the Redskins logo, the Indian with the he- the feather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my high school fucking logo. Of course it is. <laughs> I'm sure because people are out there like, well, it's cultural appropriation. If you've ever had a little tiny child and said, look at your little Buddha belly, you don't get to say cultural appropriation because your oh, kid's fucking white. 
listen to this. So I went to Comsawag High School, the, the Comsawag Indians. All right. A okay. lot of a lot of Long Island town. I'm not, I'm not trying to be fucked up, but I imagine your mascot was a redskin. Dude, on the gym it wall. It stands to reason. On the gym wall. Two <laughs> Indians on horseback with stone axes. Oh yeah. To scalp someone as a motivational mural. Because before we had participation trophies, we had people with yeah. actual balls. What? Yeah, because we would go to the gym and like during a basketball game, be like, yeah, that's my school. Yeah, that's awesome. you can culturally appropriate this dick. <laughs> and and uh, that goes back to fuck you, Glenn Marshall. Um, yeah, anyway, Marshall. fucking piece of shit. So we money saving tips is the other half of the show, correct? This is, that was the second card, money saving yeah. tips. I have a All great right. one. Uh, cool. the, the one of the best ones. I really think you know. Is it, it use debit for hookers so you don't have an interest charge on your credit card? God, we are good friends. I was <laughs> I was gonna say, don't waste your tips on the hookers, like <laughs> <laughs> cash or otherwise. <laughs> yeah. If she comes in with one of those old credit card readers, tell her to get the fuck out. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> remember those things? Remember where you put the credit card in and they're like, kush, kush. Yeah, when they used to make and the they copy. Give you back did you like your leather coat thank you for coming to macy's <laughs> yeah thank you for coming in macy's <laughs> money saving tips i'll give you <laughs> oh justin no worries man no justin, worries you. you're more than welcome to come back at any time whether it's in sva capacity or you just want to get drunk and shoot the shit if she's watching the next time she needs to plan the dog walking more so she's yeah, not in the dog ahead of time. Come uh, yeah, come on, right. come on. We got it. I mean it was nice to see her. Tell her we said hello, but these these women from Long Island, I don't know, you know. <laughs> so a couple money saving tips. I'm gonna give you one minute real quick. I use the app Roundup. So whenever I spend money, it automatically rounds up to the next dollar, it takes that change and puts it in a savings account for me. It collects interest, Does that I think. Really work? Yeah, I mean, I turns out I swipe my fucking card a lot, so like I got a decent amount of money in there. See, I still carry cash, dude. I usually. What's because you're from Long Island? What the fuck, dude? I'm just saying, if you're if you're Italian or from New England, you probably carry cash. <laughs> you know what? That's so. That's that's a really accurate. Story. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Italian or from New England, you carry always, cash. It's always, cool. or San Francisco, because you're not yeah. buying in. I get it. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's not my God, what the fuck? My grandfather used to tell me, always keep $100 on you at all times. Put it in I, your stock. No I knew a guy it. who used to say, always carry a $100 bill in the pocket of your jacket in case you get mugged. That way you give him the 100 and you don't have to give him your wallet. See, my grandfather always said, keep it in your sock. Sure. That, if, they, if they get it from your sock, then they really needed it. Well, and, and you're not needing it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. So I use Roundup, rounds up my change, puts it in a, 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 an account or whatever, collects some interest. Um, That's awesome. You know, I gotta yeah, look see, in, there you go. I gotta look it's in. a good one. Um, another one is. What bank is that, Kim? Just curious. What is it like Bank of America? Talking about banks, some I know Wells Fargo, I think, has it. But if your bank has a, a program that will tell you what your recurring payments are. So you can go in and find out if you're paying for things you don't know that you're paying for because you don't log on to your account very much. So you can go on and cancel those. As an example, I I downloaded an app and connected it to my account, which if you do, be careful because obviously nobody's reputable and everybody's selling your shit to China. Yep. So I found that I was spending like $70 a month or between two months 
on these reoccurring payments that I didn't even know about. So I was able to save, you know, technically. <laughs> there you go. Well well there you go. Wells Fargo. Well played. So they, yeah, they'll tell you what you're spending extra money on and that's money back in your pocket. Um, I sell things on let go and offer up. Yeah, uh, I, do, I, mean, I do Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, so I do, I do that. I'll we, tell you what, me, man. Me and my daughters, we go through. Actually, the girl, my girls, just did it today. Actually, right, right there, they got uh, three, um, three bags right and some toys and stuff. Right there, it's right there. It, I know it's things you didn't even know you didn't need. I'm letting you know that it's to my right. Oh, okay. There we go. Not it's to my, my left. Not to my my left. It's not here. So it's, it's right. all shit you didn't even know you had. Yeah, it's Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I had like. Um, I sold an old uh, kitchen table, there but the guy, the guy was like, I had six chairs to it and he only needed four. He's like, I only need the four. I don't want the other two. So I just threw them in the storage closet. They're actually out there. I have a guy, I put them on Facebook marketplace for like 50 bucks. Yeah. And this guy actually messaged me today. He's like, Hey man, those chairs match the ones that I have in my kitchen. Can I come by on Perfect. Sunday and get them? I'm like, yeah, come pick them up, bro. Dude, I just sold the, I had the, the series of friends and DVD. I just sold that. Um, I've sold old tools that I'm not using or didn't need anymore. I believe, um, I truly believe, truly believe like if you haven't used it within six to nine months. Yeah. Dude, a coat hanger, old speakers. I sold uh, my amplifier. People Dude, buy shit. anything. Yeah. And you know what? It's extra money back in your fucking pocket. You didn't even know about. And you know what I, you know what I usually do with the money is I usually, what, whatever the amount is, I split it in half and half goes into, you know, debt or savings, whatever sure. I need to do. And the other half, I just spend on like me and the kids. Like I'll take them sure. out for milkshakes or, you know, we'll go to a movie yeah. or whatever. And then that way you're not spending the money you have in your account. Right. And that, and what you're talking about, you take half of that money, you go spend it on whatever the follow up to selling shit on let go, get a jar to put your change in of some kind. I have a, I have like a two foot tall plastic Coca-Cola container that I just, I drop my change into. I know people get the five gallon or five liter. I just, um, I just bought one off of Amazon for me and the girls to put our change in. Yeah, there you go. And then when it's full, you know, you're going to have to spend some of that coin on a coin separator. Take that shit to the bank, buy yourself yeah. a Harley Davidson. No, seriously. My buddy filled up a five gallon. Every time he went, he, what he did was he was very adamant about paying for simple things like gas yeah. or like going to the and gas cash. and buying this and paying for it in cash. And whenever he had coin change, just coin change, he, every day he would go, it was his ritual when he sure. came, came home, he emptied into the, into the container. Three years later, that thing got to the point where he was like, it was funny. I just kept doing it and I wasn't really paying attention to how much was in there. And I got to a point where I went to drop it in and it was so full that two, two, two pennies actually wound up spilling out. He's like, so I took it to the bank. He saved $7,200 in change in a five gallon jug. I know people, I know a buddy of mine retired in Florida and through his time in the military, he was doing the same thing. That's right. I should have. <laughs> He did the same thing. He just put the money and put the money and put the money. And when he retired, he bought him and his wife a motorcycle. Yeah, see, it's it's you can save it for 10 years. It's they amazing. Just, like it was the one thing that they would haul to their new duty station in the truck so they didn't have to pay the movers for the weight. <laughs> you know what's funny is my my um my grandfather's friend told me this story. Um this was when I was a little kid. And they were, you know, my grandfather, I was about 10, 11 years old, and they're teaching me about saving money. So this was, you, you can't really do this now, but this is way back in the day. My grandfather, he was born in 1910, just to give you an idea, you know, how old he was. So he was alive when the Titanic sank. He, 
He had an outhouse and no electricity in New York City. An outhouse and no electricity in New York City. A Starbucks? No Starbucks, dude. They <laughs> they weren't really big on the East Coast then. Um, <laughs> so his his friend kind of screwed up, lied to his wife, and made her believe that he only made half of what he really was. And he took half of his paycheck and put it in an old wooden chest. Okay. And they lived in an apartment complex in New York City, the way the apartment complexes work. Um, like my grandfather lived in an old brownstone, and this is kind of where he lived. You have to go down to what they call the cellar, the basement. Sure. And that's like the main laundry room. But they also had, for your apartment, storage units. Oh, okay. So he had an old wooden chest. That, you know, he just told his wife, I just, you know, this was given to me. I just keep it. And he had a lock on it. But he would go down there every month and put half of his pay in. Did it for 50 years. Holy shit. So when him and his wife passed away before they could ever spend the money, his grandkids went down there, unlocked the chest, and there was $3 million. $3 million. Christ. And it was all like stacked neatly. Yeah. Well organized, ready ready for fucking vacation or retirement. The funny part is some of the bills were so old that they wound up selling some of them to collectors and wound up making another $1.5 million. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Talk about a fucking score, man. So to me, to me, savings is I treat savings like a bill. Okay. All right. So savings to me is just like a bill. And I put X amount of money or percentage of my retirement into it every month. I have to pay that bill. If I don't pay that bill, I'm going to be behind. Sure. And I've actually tricked myself and tricked my mind into thinking thinking that way. Yeah. So I that way, it's it's a good way to set yourself up for a goal. For success really, later on in life. Well, you should really have whatever you're making monthly, you should have at least six to nine months of that saved up for an yes. emergency fund. Yes. And you know, yeah, some, you never know what's going to happen. Like there. a fucking pandemic is going to put you out of work. Some people out there, you know, if if you know you're fortunate enough, you make four or five thousand a month times nine. Yeah, you should have fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, which is like we talked about was one of the earlier episodes. If you have that kind of money, then maybe you know being non-essential isn't that big of a deal. But those those people that we know that work in food service and they live in, work in tipping industries Small that business owners, dude. Uh, oh yeah, small business owners that every single penny counts, you know, and they're like, "We're gonna commit, we're gonna go all in," and they don't save. I think, yeah. you know, you're right. Like, uh, like, hopefully, like that kind of girl, information. My girlfriend, my daughter's grandmother, they're both hairdressers, and they they're both they're considered small business owners or yep, in, in the contractors. So, you know, it's it's hard. It's, it's not, hard, yeah, it's hard right now. So, especially you know, if you're on a small business, you need every single penny. It's kind of hard to put money away. You're just like, I, I, if I if I can do more now, I can save I better money. later. I love money, so you're I'm Italian, always, so. yes, this is very true. Um, thank you for telling everyone over and over today. It's very. very I just true. want to remind people that there's a possibility you have mob collections, and if we go big, it will not be because of me. Uh, what's the mob? <laughs> I've never heard of such things. Uh, what's the mafia? Is it like a respect thing? I don't, I don't know what you talk of. First, Billy, uh, <laughs> first Billy, rule of the mafia is you don't talk about that. <laughs> Billy, let's go ahead and pull the two cards for Thursday's episode. Uh, Out of, which deck is this? It's the, the episode deck. Episode deck. Episode deck. So I'm going to do a quick uh, quick cut the deck 
Real? All right. So tell me when to stop. Stop. Card number one is? Replay your most downloaded episode or watched. That would be episode one for us. Hands down episode one. How many views on episode one? Almost 3,000. Yeah, so we're, yeah. but we're averaging now. We're averaging now, um, and I totally attribute this to us saying "fuck shit, piss" all the time. Um, about just on, just, a just about a thousand views. About yeah, a, we're we, I, you know we're doing okay. Yeah, we're, we're the doing, show's we're not doing, for everybody. For seven seven episodes, I think we're doing pretty damn good. Yeah, and you know we got to keep in mind the the show's not for everybody. It's oh. it it started as you and I just wanted to complain, and then it turns out a thousand people a week want to watch us complain. So much so, Billy, before you drop the next card, I checked our metrics. 37 people have blocked us. I'm so happy. 37 people said, I hate that shit so much. I never want to see it again. 37 people have blocked our show. Yes. I know. Bad publicity is still publicity. Because you know people are going to – they're gonna it's going to come up in conversation like what's something you blocked or whatever. Oh, ex-girlfriends, ex-mother-in-laws. Oh, man, this really shitty podcast. <laughs> and they're going to go look it up. There's 10 extra people right there. Thanks, Thank you to the three, 370 new viewers. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. insane. I love it. I'm all about it. We're doing something right. All right, tell me when to stop. Uh, stop. Three things I wish I'd done differently. No, I want to drink next week. <laughs> <laughs> Two so replay our first episode. So instead of replaying the episode, why why don't we go back and, and we'll each pick one thing from the episode that is still relevant? Because consider the first episode is about four weeks ago. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll, no, we can do we'll that. each pick something from the episode to talk about and, and and update the people about it. And then the next one will be three things that we wish we did differently. All right. So there's the information. Boom. We're gonna copy and paste all that information there, Justin, and we're gonna post it yes. up top. So real quick, I am very and we talked about this earlier. I'm trying to look up I wanna know if Kim Jong un's dead. Oh, I looked it up earlier. I, I cannot find the answer. I will be checking so every day. Confusing. Like, why is it? Why? Because, you know, if, I, want to, I want to know if he's dead because if he dies, I want to know if they're going to say it's COVID-related. Because I heard they're trying to say Jeffrey Epstein died of COVID-related complications. Please. Please. <laughs> Because you can't hang yourself from the bottom bunk with a sleeve that tears at the head of small sneeze. Oh, look what happened. The security camera happened to go out. Oh, look oh, what and the guards And the guards left their post. I have seen information on Bill Clinton. <laughs> you would think that like 55-gallon drums found on the Clinton property containing body parts would have been enough, but they keep sticking around. I'll tell you about that next time. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> All right, Hugh. Thursday. We're going to be here Thursday, right? We'll be here Thursday. We have a guest lined up. I'll post the details tomorrow. Are we going to save it? Are we going to surprise everyone? Yeah, well, you know, shit happens, and I don't want to say somebody's going to be here and then they're not here. Or We have a guest. 
Yeah, we have a guest, and you all can suck it with not getting the info. I'll give it to you tomorrow. You know, our 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 okayest marine wasn't here tonight. Oh yeah, I thought I felt depressed. That's Fuck son, Chris. That's son of a shit. Bit. You know what, Chris? It's not like he's working. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to call out the world's okayest marine with a moment of silence. All right, fuck him. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> He's got nothing else to do in his fucking life. The least he could do is be here. Chris, I'm going to call you when this is over. Don't become a Glenn Marshall. Don't be a Glenn Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, don't be a Glenn Marshall. Don't be a Glenn Marshall. No one wants that. All That's right, cool. Billy. All I'll right, see you on Thursday, brother. All right, take it easy, brother. I love peace, chicken grease. <laughs>